My name is Nyambura Mundia. I am the founding director of Usawa Inc. and the lead convener of Swaiba and Women Leaders Hangouts. We are pleased to be featuring Ms. Wamboi Kelma. And I will read her bio, which is extensive and vast, uh, so that we get to know Wamboi more. So Wamboi is, a passionate, is passionate about law and in addressing social injustices that especially affect adolescent girls and women globally. She holds a Bachelor of Laws degree from University of London and is an advocate of the High Court of Kenya. Um, she has all, she undertook her, her articles at Triple O Advocates and previously served as a grant manager at Menaiki Foundation, supporting the Girl Effect Movement in Portland, Oregon, and as a program manager at Akili Dada, uh, which is a leadership incubator for girls and women in Kenya. Ombo is also an alumnus of the Moremi 2010, uh, Vital Voices 2013, Atlas Corps 2014, and Women Leaders of the World 2019 Fellowship Programs. She currently works at, as the director of programs as she's the first, a global organization that has presence in 21 countries and five regions. Wamboi currently sits on the board of um, Make Every Woman Count and previously on AMREF's Youth in Action Movement, uh, in a gross steering committee. She has served in other various capacities and as the coordinating ambassador of the One Young World 2018 and as the African and Europe representative of the Common Worlds Aspects. Students Association in 2017. Uh, Wamboi, it is a pleasure to have you and I must say that uh, this is the highlight of our relationship and so thank you for coming. Um, you and I have a relationship and the relationship comes into in, 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 in light of our perspective in terms of uh, feminist leadership uh, and I think one of one of the things that I love is that what we like to base uh, our conversation on stats. And today, before we met, I was reading an article by KP, KPMG, and there was a statistic that said that out of 10, six women do not see themselves as leaders. And that's a huge number because it's over 50%, you know, and women are, you know, half of the world's population. So I, I am excited about this conversation because I want us to look at, one, the stats, but also the personal leadership uh, conversation that has led you to an amazing resume as you have. So the question I would want to first hear from you is, I mean, if you, if you have stats for us, let, let, let us hear why this conversation in feminist leadership is very important. Wow. Um, first of all, thank you, Nyambura, for, for having me. I'm really excited. As you mentioned, we go quite uh, a way back, especially in different spaces that we've been able to interact. And I'm really excited and really, really proud of you for the work that you're doing, especially even just having these conversations, because I think having conversations is usually the most easiest thing that we should do, especially when you're talking about feminist leadership and especially how to impact girls and, and women. Um, you correctly mentioned that, you know, when you ask girls, especially, especially teenage girls, mm -hmm. or even just women, mm -hmm. if you go into a room and you ask women to write uh, who are the leaders that they aspire to or who have like done groundbreaking work, mm -hmm. you'll be really sad to notice that very few people will mention a woman that's true. And it's even more sad that very few people will mention themselves as a that leader. Is true. So I think it also define, de depends on what we define leadership as, because we have this very exterior view of what we think leadership, leadership is. It's about be. other people. Yeah. It's very removed from ourselves. But, you know, when you think about various leadership theories, if you can't first govern yourself, you don't have direction, then it's very hard to even, uh, you know, assume uh, other people can have that role in your life. So I do think it's really important 
to really unpack where we get those socialization and especially when you think about girls and women in the home setting mm -hmm. you will see like you know if you go grow up especially in the rural setting women and girls are taking leadership roles just deciding very mundane things that we think about right now like what we're going to eat uh, who's going who's going to divide and conquer you know the cleaning yeah. versus going to fetch firewood all those are attributes of leadership but i think it's also depends on how we perceive leadership because mm. leadership especially you know has been thought as a very uh, outward facing role which again because of how we are socialized most yeah. women and girls don't necessarily want to be in the public speaking but we grew up doing this so i think we really need to unpack what leadership is yeah. we also need to first recognize that we are leaders of ourselves we need to have this conversation especially with girls and women because sometimes a lot of our choices in our lives are not made by ourselves and they impact us. You know, when you think about like adolescent girls, especially in the global south, mm. you know, they say uh, every two seconds a girl is getting married under 18. Oh, because yeah. of t and half of these things about child marriage are really never the girl's decision. It's the societal's expectation that she has to get married or going through FGM. So it's really important that we really take leadership, like to unpack what it is and to make sure girls and women have choice to be able to self-govern and to make decisions for themselves. Remember in high school, especially, um, even the choices of the subjects you took. You took, that is true, that is true. Half of my classmates made that decision themselves. Their parents had a very clear goal that you're going to go to med school, you're going to go to law school, these are the subjects you need to have. I think it's important that we give girls and women agency to self-determine uh, so that then we can have those those conversations. I, I'm, I'm glad you, the, the last word you used is agency because I think as Swaiba, one of the things that we are hoping to bring out is, you know, how can women uh, expand Mm -hmm. choice and agency for themselves but uh, as you and i speak we know it's not as easy especially for the girls uh, and uh, for the girls themselves like yeah. it's easy for we who are in the field of gender equality and you know have the terms to describe it mm -hmm. uh, say it aloud but then i also know that one of the things that you said is socialization you know and uh, i think how you grow uh, in your background does set you up for you know how much how far that you can see. Yeah. And uh, I think one of the, th the stories that I like uh, that is common between us is that we came from backgrounds uh, that were very, that enabled girls to be themselves mm -hmm. and coming, coming from our matriarchs. That's our grandmother. Yeah. You and I share grandmothers that, you know, were in the struggle. Yeah. My grandmother was a spy and your grandmother was, it would be nice to hear that story because it's one of my favorite stories between you and I. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, when we think about how we're socialized, I, I really, the, why I got into this space, especially about advocating for girls and women, is when I went to high school, I thought everyone grew up the way we did. I grew up with very, very strong women. As you mentioned, my grandmother uh, was a freedom fighter. My other grandmother in the 60s, she was really fighting for consolidation of her land. She was like the, you know, the biggest farmer. My granddad used to be a teacher. But my grandmother was doing things in society that was not the norm. Like, mm. you know, making sure that she's the one who's administering uh, the, the estate. Like, she was really the one who was a chief cultivator. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Both of my grandmothers really were quite contrary to the grain at that time. And yeah. I, I can see it even how, it, how, you know, my parents were raised and my aunties as well. And... Growing up, I always knew that, you know, I could speak up, I could echo what my sentiments and views are. But when I went to high school is when I realized 
I was living in a bubble, a very different bubble. I had girls mm-hmm. say things like, I can't do X because I'm a girl. I knew I knew the English meaning of that sentence, but I didn't understand it what it was. Yeah, into but life. then I realized it's it's how we how I was raised. And I think that's one of the things when I finished high school, I was very intentional to go and mentor girls because I realized how we were raised was not the norm. And I think it's really sad because adolescence is such an impressionable period time that is true and if you get in the kind of wrong messaging it almost limits your it not almost it does limit your world view um i i do think having people who can open doors for you encourage you speak life to your ideas and your visions is really important especially for adolescent girls and i do think i i recognize i had that privilege growing up which is why it's so important to make sure even if you don't necessarily uh, socialize that way, it's really important that you seek mentors. Because as much as we're saying how we're socialized definitely affects our outlook on life, I do think, especially when you get older, you need to recognize that I can do something, I can change the narrative by actually having my own voice and agency. And that's why I think mentorship comes in, mm-hmm. because mentorship tries and opens that worldview for you so that you don't look in, at life with just that lens that you grew up with. And that's why I think it's so, so instrumental that women have mentorship. I know the statistics you shared at the beginning, it's so sad. They say that 78% of corporations have programs for cross-mentorship for mm, women. Mm. And even here in Nairobi, you'll notice all these big corporates, you hear people talking about you know, mentors, mentors and coaches. Yeah. coaches. Yeah. But it's so sad that they say, even with 78% of organizations having that, there are very few women who will actually seek a mentor or there are very few women who will uh, mentor others. And I th- we can talk a bit about why that's the norm. I think sometimes it shocks you when someone comes and says, Nyambura, please be my mentor. Yeah, that's true. That's it's true. a bit intimidating. It doesn't yeah, matter when you need that responsibility of someone's. Exactly. Um, and, yeah. and I think it's how also we, 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 when you want to take someone under your wings, you really want them to succeed. And sometimes I think we get so scared when someone is approaching you that boldly. And I keep saying the strategy works differently. Depend, you have to first know the person. There are some people who I prefer you just come out straight to me and say, I would like you to be my mentor. But for me, I keep saying it has to be like for a definite period. Like I can't be your mentor for, for the rest of your life. Like yeah, I need to true. know, like let's review this in one year, see if it's working. You might have grown me or whatever your skill you're coming to learn has uh, has already been achieved. That's but it true. has to be structured. But there, there are people who, who, especially people I don't know, who reach out that way and I'm like, I don't really know what I'm signing up for. But I do think we need to be comfortable with seeking out mentors. And I think it's, again, how we're socialized. Women do not necessarily feel confident. Um, and I, I don't think it's true. I just feel like we, there are many other uh baggages we are coming into the space with that we feel we don't want to take people who we don't really know because but I want that to be the norm and that's why I keep saying even if you're mentoring someone you have to make sure that that person also mentors someone because I think this is how the magic works you can't just be a sponge even if you dip a sponge into water at some point the sponge will have to release water so for mentorship to work effectively I think you need to mentor and you need to be mentored Mm -hmm. so that then we also normalize this thing of stretching an olive branch asking for help asking for assistance and having people cheer you on um yeah I think it's and I know there are conversations about whether um cross-gender mentorship is fine again I think my honest opinion I think it depends on the context Mm -hmm. um in, in spaces, especially when you're looking for a professional skill, I, I do think it's fine. You know, when you mentioned in my resume, um, I did my articles at Triple O, and all of my mentors at that time were 
I want men, and I think that's fine. But I think you have to be very clear what is the objective, like objective what skill are you mentorship. getting? But for adolescent girls, I honestly think, especially when you're having conversations about SRHR, I think it's problematic that if it's a man meant, and I, I know there are spaces where you go, the men are talking to the girls about a puberty. I just have a bad taste in my mouth because I feel like that's a conversation they should be hearing from a woman from themselves. A woman. Because then it kind of, I don't want them to pick up innuendos from the language that the man will be using, I think it's it's important for us to be comfortable having these very candid conversations with girls. That is true. And it's also that uh, the, the space of mentorship uh, has been taken advantage of yeah. sometimes, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. in terms of when, when it's mixed mentorship. That's true. Uh, but I, I feel, I, I just to reiterate what you said, I think... Um, I think the advantages of uh, young girls hearing leadership messages from women. One is because they're very few, for you to visualize yourself as a leader, you sometimes you have to see like one, a person like Wangari Mathai. For, 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 for the generation that we have, yeah. I think most of us envision our leadership journeys, depending yeah. on how far Wangari Mathai, people like Wangari Mathai True. went. True. So I think in terms of uh, mentorship, leadership messaging, it's important for women to come forth. Absolutely. And, and also, it also applies uh, in terms of uh, debunking the needs of feminist uh, leadership. Mm -hmm. uh, where, because I think um, if we have more women mentoring younger women, mm -hmm. one of the advantages of it is it debunks the myth of women are their worst enemies, yeah. you know. Yeah. And some of these things, I know, I know they're deliberate, some, some are accidental, but mm -hmm. I think um, it's for, from where I come from, I think I, we need more women to step up to guide and mentor the younger generation of, uh, and, and I know there's power dynamics sometimes yeah. in terms of, um, because, because leadership in itself is about power. Yeah. And so even for women, there's a, there's a part that feels like you're relinquishing power uh, to, to the, you know, the lower generation and it feels like there's a strife. So I think in mentorship, these are conversations that people need to have. And I think the work you're doing is great because it, it creates space for that conversation to continue mm -hmm. I mean and other people to find other intersections yeah yeah um, I, I I do echo what your your sentiment around when you when you see something you perceive it then your chances of believing become mm. quite high it's it's a different experience telling a girl you can fly a 787 versus hey it's cookie she flies a 787 exactly Th that whole experiential uh learning completely transforms how we how we see even our own inhibitions and our greatness and i do think that's why it's so important for for women to give back to especially younger generations because it's it's it completely breaks down barriers that we young women and girls have for themselves when they see someone who has been able to shatter the glass ceiling if it exists mm -hmm. to be able to occupy those spaces i also do think it's a really important culture to unlearn those sentiments that women are their worst enemies yes. and that you going and you know holding another woman's hand a young girl's hand opening spaces for her completely changes that narrative and i think we need to make that more the norm than it is like the fact that you are the only woman in a boardroom should really, really behoove you to make sure that when you're leaving that space, you're not the only one. That As opposed true. to say, saying, because I struggled, every, every other woman should. Every other person should struggle, yes. 
we we commend these women who've been able to because I'm sure it's really really difficult to be in those spaces where you're the only woman and it's very hard to be able to truly be yourself and I think that's why there's some women leaders who try and change their leadership style because the space they're influencing there are no people who look like them but I think it's really important beyond you continuously doing what you're brilliant at to make sure that you're making the space more like to have more people who are as inclusive or to make the spaces as inclusive as possible and making sure that you're intentional about mentoring and coaching other people in your team so that when you're leaving I think the greatest measure of our success is that I didn't just leave I left and I left the space better I think that's what that is true yeah yeah because I, th I think I have a friend who uh who is a who is one of mentors and her one of her her policies is that every time she gets into she's she's in peace and security she's um, a, a renowned mediator mm -hmm. every time she steps in in a table or and sits uh, she has to carry three younger girls. Yeah. Or oh, you're not having her. Yeah. She knows she has, I mean, because she works with, uh, on high level uh, missions. Yeah. So she, she already has the power. Yeah. So she leverages that power by saying, if I can't have three younger women, yeah. I'm not sitting on the table. Like Which that. means that every, for, by the time she's existing, she has... the, peop the people or the men around the table or the powers that be around the table have become familiar of yeah. having to deal with three younger women. And I think wow. that is, that is a certain way. It's a deliberate, as you said, intentional way yeah. of making sure yeah. that um, the gender gaps we we, call, we keep calling out yeah. are actually closed. That's, you know, that's because true. one of the things that I feel is that we keep talking about policy, and that is good because we change policy is a big part of of change. True. But if if you're not pointing um, the past that be or people that that they are capable younger women mm -hmm. or, or another generation of women, mm -hmm. then they almost shrug their shoulders and say, but but where do we have why where do we have their women from? True. But if you if they're on their faces, yeah. No one can ever say but there was no woman to hire. That's because exactly there were three women, there four women. And so I think more women leaders uh, have to be deliberate about, you know, opening doors as you said. Yeah. And making sure it's just not opening doors, yeah. it's actually making sure that there's there, yeah. there are more seats than hers. That that's true. That's yeah. true. And it's also equipping because I think one of the things, you know, there are some spaces I've been uh -huh. uh, where you feel you feel, and I, I know we call it uh, imposter syndrome, mm. but I think it's so, like, it's a very different conversation having this conversation with, with a man than it is with a woman. That's true. Because then I already know I'm confident, I already know I'm qualified, but that, I think, again, mentorship is really important to help you be able to unpack why am I feeling insecure about this? That's true. Because there are some spaces where I felt like I, you know, I'm the only black person. Yeah, I'm true. the only young person. Yeah. And there are all these levels of, you know, perception of what a woman at that age should or should not be doing. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I think mentorship is also important to help you really be vulnerable. And because I think that that's one of the things that can, if you don't manage it well, can be your downfall. The that fact that true. you're not managing your own insecurities. And I think it's it's really important to have a mentor who's also willing to share uh, how how you navigate those spaces. One of my mentors told me. Before you go for a big a speaking conference or a meeting where you feel intimidated, like go to the bathroom and do a power pose and, you know, like psych yourself up. Like, mm. you know, like, mm. and I was just like, that's such a really, it's such a small, small thing, thing. But, but really impactful. Yeah, because, and you know, she, she works for Salesforce in, 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 in San Francisco. And I was just like, wow, the fact that she goes through that, isn't that so it's comforting that I was like, I'm not the only crazy person, but it's also just her being able to share her own vulnerabilities and tells me this is how I manage it. And so every time I'm like, yeah, I remember if I'm nervous, and you know, she, also, she also used to tell me like, notice even 
people who you think are really good speakers. Like I think Obama is like an excellent orator. And I remember she was telling me once, like he 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 will always like be touching his cufflinks or his watch. That is true. To try and calm himself so down. down. So she was saying you need to find something that is not so obvious for people to notice that oh my god, Nyambura is it's nervous. nervous. But it's something that you do to pace yourself. And I was just like, small things like that. You won't read them in a in a classroom anywhere. A teacher will not tell you. That's true. And I think there's some things mentors will tell you because they've gone through that journey. And they also know you personally. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.